Welcome to another exciting and elucidating episode of the OmniTalk Ask an Expert series. I'm your host, Chris Walton. And I'm Ann Mazinga. And we're the founders of OmniTalk, the fast-growing retail media company that is all about the companies, the technologies, and the people that are coming together to shape the future of retail. Or as we like to say, the media outlet that focuses on tomorrow's companies today. Joining us to share his one-of-a-kind inside baseball, as my friend Stefan Meyer used to say, Ann, who I know you know well. Yes is Eduardo Cruz, the Director of Meta Storage Global Operations. And Eduardo is here to give us an inside take on Meta's first ever physical store. Eduardo, welcome to the show. Thank you. Super excited um, for you guys to have me here. Thank you so much. Super excited to connect and also share a little bit about this cool moment that we're experiencing at Meta. Yeah, we're super excited about this. I mean, I, I I don't think I've been as excited about anything that we've done in a long time. But you're calling you're calling from Rio de Janeiro right now too. Is that right? Yeah. So I'm actually starting PTO um, tomorrow. I'm here for another <laughs> wedding. It feels like every this year is the year of weddings. My wife and I are like on the sixth wedding. All of our oh friends goodness. are in, in marriage season. And also taking advantage of global travel days that Meta gives us so I can work 20 days out of the year um, in a different country. So I'm actually working from um, my actual home where I grew up. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. That's awesome. That's awesome. I remember that age. And you remember that age? The the wedding season age? I'm a little oh, beyond that now. I do. The I salad do. days of I the wedding season. Age. Yeah. So much money, you know, like you think about right. your first house that you're buying or like some other or travel or whatever. And it's like I spent how, how many thousands of dollars on traveling to weddings <laughs> yeah. and bachelorette parties and, and gifts. And yeah, and that gets you guys more than it does us probably too mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. But all right. Well, before we get started and get really into our discussion with Eduardo, just a quick reminder for those watching the early release of this interview live with us right now on LinkedIn, feel free to ask your questions of Eduardo at any time via the chat session window on the right-hand side of your screen. And yes, let's get started. Eduardo, I can't wait to hear about this. I'd love for you to just start by kind of walking us through the store as somebody who has never seen it. Just going to tell us like how it's set up, how it's organized. Like, what does it feel like walking into the store for the first time? Yeah, so I'll start with just telling you a little bit about our, our campus, right, and where the store is located. So yeah, we're right, just right. south, we're just south of the San Francisco airport in a very unique campus of ours because it's open to the public. And this is where you actually get to walk into our store. Our store is about 1,500 square feet, okay. and it's super high powered. And um, one of the things about the store that is so unique is that Although you can actually have 20 people at a time, um, the store is um, is totally untethered. So when you think about like the things that you can touch, feel, and experience, it's super special. So as you walk in, there's two ways of experiencing the experiences, right? You can come up and have the experiences that I'll take you through what those experiences of our hardware products look like. But you can also use um, our messaging bot through our Facebook uh, page and you can schedule your visit and your demos previously. So you can wow. actually we we are actually servicing both consumers, the one that can plan and the one that has just just tried to go to the store. Right. So as you walk into the store, the main focus that you're going to have is around our Quest device and that's our VR device. And that's going to be showcased in the back of the store with the mixed reality capture um, screen. This curved LED screen is unique and only to us. And you are actually immersed in the game. So as you're in headset, you can actually, um, we showcase your, your yourself inside the game. Oh, and really? It's pretty, 
and it's pretty cool that like you can on this actually giant screen. Wow, that's cool. on this I've always giant wanted screen. To see that actually, that's cool. That's how you guys set this up. Okay, interesting. Yeah, and then it's like a stadium effect. So one of the things that when we did this is we weren't expecting so many consumers to drive to the and to drive to the screen, and they're actually interacting um, as you're immersed and seeing what you're happening, what's happening in the game. As you're done with your experience, you get a digital takeaway, and that is something that you can actually post on your social media. And it's been super special to um, everybody that is actually experiencing VR. So are people like, look out, watch out, watch out for that thing coming at you? Or like, I mean, how does the audience get into it? Like, is it that kind of thing that's happening? Chris, that's a really good question. I think the competition on Beat Saber gets really, really daunting. And there's like, as people come in and like we have teams or um, just overall, the general public are coming in, they're looking at beating scores. And it's pretty amazing to see people playing on Expert Plus and how fast um, those cubes are coming at you. Got it. So, so is that, so is that the main draw of the store then, then the quest, like that specific area or is there, what else is going on? There's, there's more that's going on. So we have our Ray-Ban stories and this is the initial um, phases where you can actually, like when two big brands work together Mm -hmm. and then you have um, our Facebook and um, Ray-Ban actually partnering on an iconic frame. And this is the frame that you can actually listen to music. You can listen to podcasts. You can actually listen to us through it. You can take pictures and you can actually be more immersed in your experience and you don't need to hold your phone. So as you are oh, walking wow. through your day, you can ask to take a picture or you can ask to film. And those films are up to a minute long. So it's pretty cool. And when we started the store, we only had four of those demos and now we're up to 12. And it's been mm-hmm. taking some surprisingly how people have seen the benefits of actually this device. But I want to make sure that I don't stop there because we also have our portal demo booth and portal is where you can actually connect to families. And this is how I keep close to my family here in Brazil um, is that you have a portal set up where you actually can interact with an associate that's at the back and see all the future on our portal um, hardware. And how do you do that? Like, what is the, what's the station set up like in that to do is it, it sitting down? Is it like a big screen? How did you kind of create that moment? No, that's that's a really good question. It's a portal demo booth. So it's the feel of your living room. And okay. in the back, there's somebody that's more kind of like in that kitchen feel. You can take the you can do this experience standing up or sitting down and you can actually have more than one people. The cool thing about portal is that the camera moves with you and it also oh, adapts right. to how many people are in the screen. Got it. And when did the store open, Eduardo? Set the stage for us there too. Like I've, for us, it feels like yesterday, but I know it probably wasn't. It probably probably doesn't feel like that to you. I'm guessing. But when when did it open? Uh, yeah, I can remember that day. Now I don't think that that's kind of like one of those things that you'd never forget. May 9th. Like the birth of your of child, probably right. Yeah. Yes. May yes. 9th. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. So if May I 9th. do my math, we're like literally three. Wait. Yeah, I can't do my math. Three months, right? Yes. Three months. That's good. I'm, I'm well, getting better, months. Ann. Getting better. Yes. Eduardo, what's the, I'm curious what the reception has been so far and then kind of what, what Meta has done to kind of pivot from some of the things that they've, that you've all learned um, from just interactions with, with customers. Cause I have to imagine it's, it's runs the gamut. It's all kinds of reactions. Yeah, that's a very good question. Anne. And I, and I think we've learned a lot. Like we were experienced, we were not experiencing the foot traffic that we actually have received. And I think one of the things that we opened, this store is highly powered in terms of technology. And when we opened, we were only opening Monday through Friday and we were going to open on the weekends at a later date. And we have 
anticipated that date. And since July, the July 4th weekend, we've been able to start opening weekends and actually seen some really good, um, a good response from our consumers. Um, and the learnings are, are, are vast. And I think the, the number one learning is just like how people have never experienced VR. And right. as they're actually immersed, they're seeing how easy it is and what are the functionalities. Many of the functionalities are really close to game as the public's perceptions, but you also have different ways of connecting through VR. Um, this is through Horizon um, Worlds or even through workrooms where you can actually, we could actually be doing this as avatars. And it would be pretty interesting that as you turn your 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 head right or left, you can actually experience that. And if I'm mm -hmm. just gonna lean into the right and say something in somebody's ears, not necessarily the entire room is gonna hear. Wow. And that's pretty cool to, to experience. So you are, you're demoing all those different aspects that you can do with the hardware. I was curious about that too. Like that is a key piece of this. Cause I think for my, having owned a quest, I think that is one of the, the one of the more challenging things for me is like getting from gaming into those other, other use cases. Like how do you see people kind of adapt to that as they're, you know, demoing this in store? That's a very good question. And I just want to make sure that I correct you on one thing, Chris, oh, is please. that uh, is that we're not experiencing workrooms yet. This is something that we're looking to launch in the future. Okay. Uh, and, and this is where we've learned that there's more abilities for us to actually continue to evolve that. And I think um, as you'll see that the store will continue to evolve and this is our main work. And that's what's, what's so super important to be in campus. You have the lead technology thinkers of our company in the campus and it's like time live feedback and we can actually come and, and evolve our experiences there and that's what we're thinking to launching in the next few months got it so i'm on to something like and you guys are on it too to try to make sure that 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 is working for everybody that's cool well i gotta pull it back too like what why do this i think that's you know that was the question i think on a lot of minds especially the retail pundits minds you know thanks for all the pundits out there that are watching too ourselves included but like why do this like why Meta open a store? Like, what was, what was the intention? What, what was the goal? And how are you guys thinking about it here now, future, all those types of things? So I, I can, let me parse out that question. That's a great question. Um, thinking about like, what's the future? We're really focused on the Meta store in Burlingame. Okay. And the idea is that we continue to experience and evolve our experiences through that store, right? The second part is that you asked me is like, why did we do this? I think this is super important that as we moved into Meta, this was a way for us to actually house all of our brands underneath one umbrella and also learn from um, our experience and direct to our consumers to inform not only through our DTC strategy, but also through the other strategies that we have. We still have a big presence in the wholesale market, and that also helps us actually have as a learning lab in our organization. Got it. Got it. And so those brands, by the brands, you mean like, you mean the portal, the the quest, the the Ray-Ban partnership that you guys have, that's specifically what you're yep. saying. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Chris, if you go to meta.com, you can start, you see the shop tab and you can shop there through all of our products. Right. Right. That's a great point. Yeah. So, so really it was the kind of what we were, what we're all about is like the omni-channel conception of the meta brand. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like for lack of a better word, I don't want to put words in your mouth too, but it sounds like the purpose of this really is educational. Like it's really to provide that educational experience on what those brands are, how they work in a tangible physical environment. Is that right? Am I, or am I overemphasizing that? 
No, you're, that 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 you're right, and also a glimpse into the metaverse. Right, this will be the entry mm. point as we move into the metaverse, and as we continue to evolve. I think if you think about the age that we're going to be in. We're like on the metaverse, we're still in initial phase, and it's so hard to draw that map until 10 years. This is a great way for you to start building that narrative. Eduardo, what when you're thinking about like this the evolution of the store itself to like the physical footprint of Meta, how do you see that kind of evolving? I mean, is it going to be, are you, is it called a store? Like, do you consider this more of a learning lab or like, you know, what does that look like, feel like, what is it called as you kind of think about the future of the meta store? So, and that's a very good question. And my, my response to you is going to be like, we are really focused on the meta store at Burlingame and the future is something that like, we are still going to, learn from there until we can inform that future. Yeah, got it. So it's still very much in the discovery mm-hmm. stage, it sounds like. Yeah. What were the, well, I'm curious too, you know, as a as a former store manager uh, of, of many, many Target stores back in my day, I'm curious, like, you know, an opening, opening one, like you said, it's like the birth of your child for the most part uh, that you will always remember. What was something that surprised you or you were like, oh, aha, I wish I... I wish I had thought of that before, you know, we opened live. Was there anything that, you know, you guys were like, oh, wow, this is a pleasant surprise. We didn't think about this this way. And now we're seeing it happen. The power of surprise is like how much technology we had in the store. Yeah. And actually to have all that technology come together for the main ninth opening was a daunting task that it wasn't just me and my team. We worked with over 500 XFNs and XFNs are cross-functional partners. Okay. And until the day of the, the Sunday night of the opening, just to calibrate screens, ensure the experience was flawless. I think it's just, just like coming from my background um, of like pretty much Nike and, and, okay. and shoes and landing in a tech company, it was really interesting to see how people come together and how it was, it was super important that, if I was, if we were opening the store at a flagship location, it would have never, it would have never happened at the timelines that we had, just because right. of the complexities. We're in campus; it's super special to have the team of really intelligent and hardworking um, coworkers that are helping us draw this dream. Yeah, I mean that that's a daunting task, man. Like I got to give you kudos for that because you're right. Like it's it's very different than making sure that like physical products right. are where they need to be, and the store is staffed and trained and whatnot you've got to get tech really coordinated and fluid within the setup of that operation. And not only that, but it's got to consistently work time and time again. Yeah. I mean, from your background in Nike, I'm curious, that's got to be really different. I'm glad I asked this question because it's gave me kind of excited. Like what, like what are some tips of the trade? Cause I think all retail is going to be dealing with this topic as technology just becomes more pervasive. What are some of the tips of the trade that you could maybe espouse on others to that help you get through that or that you found that you used that were successful? Yeah, that's like, how do, how do I dissect that question and kind of like ensure that I hit all the points? Cause like my mind just blows. When yeah, I bet it does. It's like, where do you start? Right. Yeah. I think the first part was around like, Hey, how do we approach our consumers? Right. And okay. when you're talking about new technology, technology that is just not very like, mainstream it was around um, really ensuring that we worked and trained our team to actually be super approachable super humble and really like use the use the the language of like you don't know who you're talking to 
you need to be extremely humble and you need right. to be extremely patient as you're taking to because not necessarily everybody's coming from the the same approach as you. You can't be I the know-it-all tech support guy, right. like right? Like that yeah. stereotype, right? Yeah. Yes. And and when you look at us as meta, we also have a family of apps, right? And those are super important at consumers' day-to-day life and ensuring that our employees were cross-trained and not diminishing the value of the family of apps in our organization and also the curiosity of consumers coming into our store. So I think the amount of training and the amount of time that we had to spend in those areas was something that normally when you're talking about shoes, clothing, you're just more about the the benefits and the questions, but this is it's people's daily lives that are being orchestrated into all of these. Can I ask one follow-up too, and I just want to, because I think it's important right now is like, what are your opening and closing routines as a store manager like relative to when you were working in Nike and, and other stores? Like, cause I got to imagine the opening and closing around tech is very different than, you know, products and people again. So like, have, have those changed at all? And have you had to adapt them at all? They're pretty similar in terms of like opening and closing. I don't want to be too tactical here, but like how you close a cash register is going to be super equal to everybody. Yeah. Right. I think, <laughs> the the important function is just around servers and the things that we have to power the store. You have to be much more careful because these are curated experiences and you can't just shut everything down and you have to be super diligent on those closing procedures and ensuring that all our tech are is our policy executing every day and ready to operate. And then the speed of support is something that we also need to ensure that is aligned because when you break some of these things, you have to be back online really quick. And this is something that we had to really work through diligently through the opening and closing process. That's cool. Eduardo, one of the things that you mentioned that I think is really important about the, the continued development of this meta store is that you have this store on the meta campus. Like it's, it's accessible to the teams who helped build and create and open the store. And they have the ability to come down to this, you know, come down to the store, see how customers are interacting with this first store, and then kind of use that as, you know, information to take into thinking about, you know, the, the evolution of that store. What value did you see in being able to have teams on site and, and kind of able to have that experience? Cause it doesn't happen often. Yeah. No, that's a great question. And and I think it's like like you mentioned, it's it's really valuable to have it on campus. Like in my career, it's not many times that you have a campus store or when the campus store is more of like an employee store. This is actually a, a store that like we're we are servicing all consumers and all guests. And it's been super special to actually be too close. Um, be able to learn time live and actually use the teams that are there, right? I think one of the things that you can't undervalue is that when you're in a tech org, you have very complex teams that have to help you on portions of a total experience. And being in that campus was immense. It was super special to actually have those teams come to the store, right? Like right. in any other case, you have to fly them. And when you're talking about opening retail type type timelines, that was something that we definitely, um, we definitely, we definitely had some positive around that. And I, and one thing that I, I don't want to make sure that I don't forget, Anne, is that this project was worked through the COVID pandemic, right? And right. one of the things is like a lot of the teams didn't get to know themselves until we actually were closer to the opening. Because right. if you think about it, 
like and how to actually come up with this project it was definitely super important that it was a campus but also the the tenacity and 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 the spirits of collaboration from the teams because there was a lot of people involved so Eduardo, i'm curious for like a concept a concept store effort like this like you and ann just described like is that something you'd espouse or advise other retailers to do like i'm thinking like gap has their new stores that they're opening in the basement of their headquarters in San Francisco, not too far from you guys, quite honestly. Um, you know, it's work that we have a background in at target and something we believe strongly in. Do you, would you, would you, would you go out, would you be willing to say like, yes, I would agree with that. Like this is a good approach for doing explorative type work. I, I do agree. And that is my, my, my personal perception of like, Hey, when you have these opportunities to actually have, um, stores in campus or concept stores in your organization. It's super special because you could actually get to test many things and build a better product to, to deliver to your consumers. Yeah. It's one of those like almost no brainers. I think at this point, like, mm -hmm. I feel like, like, why wouldn't you do this? And yet we don't see it very often. Like I can count on like five hands, the number of retailers that have a campus store that's open to the public where they're learning from it in this manner. Yeah. Eduardo, do you feel like there's some kind of connection then that's made with the brand too, that might not happen, you know, with a store that's not connected in this way? Did, did people come who are coming in, are they feeling like there's an openness to like peek inside what Meta's doing or where, where you're kind of thinking, how you're thinking about bringing Meta into the physical space and then into the metaverse? Yeah, I think that there were many articles and written through the through the opening of the store that was really positive around the experience and then just learning about it and how uh, as as a meta store concept, we broke many barriers. So I definitely think that it makes us more approachable as a brand. I'm curious, too, did you think it gives you did, the fact that you're on campus? Did you think it gives you more license to try to be creative with customers as well, like to try to show them new things? Do you think they're more open and receptive to, you know, giving you a little more leash, so to speak, to try to learn what's in the store as well? Is that a part of this as, in addition? That, that's, that's a great question, Chris, but we honestly, we did not go through any of those kind of like, hey, are we pushing the boundaries more? I think, hey, like as a team, we were going to push the boundaries if we were at campus or out of campus anyway. And like, we didn't set them like, hey, if we're in campus, we're going to have a, a, a lower bar. We're really like putting our best foot forward as we launch any of our concept, uh, any Got of it. our stores. Got it. And I was actually asking more from the customer perspective that enters the store too. Like, you know, say like, say, say they have trouble with the tech. Like, are they more, more forgiving of that in general than say, like, if it was just like your 20th store out in the marketplace, your 100th store out in the marketplace? Like, do you, do you think that phenomenon is real in this type of environment? I can't really, I can't really say, I think okay. that like what, what I can say is that like the consumer feedback has been like, Hey, this is super cool. Yeah, this is super is. approachable. I love your service. Like, like it's been really like, it's, it's been really nice to see how the team has invested time on training and how that has put it back around. Like, Hey, it's been really nice to see how the brand comes to life in a store setting. Eduardo, what are people walking out the door with? Yeah. <laughs> uh, great experiences, products, <laughs> because we do sell products. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's, right. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, what she's that's my yeah. question. Like, what do you, what can you buy there? And, you know, what does that process look like? Is it, you know, walk us through kind of like the checkout process. If 
I, I, you know, have this experience and I want to take it home with me. Yeah. So if you, if you want, you have the experience, you want to take it home with you. Um, when it comes to quests, you can actually get quests and a curated assortment of accessories. So the quest, like there's more than just the quest device. There is the accessories, headphones, and any other things um, around. You can also get your portal there. And then um, for regarding Ray-Bans, you're now doing Instagram checkout, and then the Ray-Bans get shipped to you. And then the cool thing about Ray-Bans is that you can also get um, prescription lenses on them, and then you can go through directly through um, the, the Ray-Ban site and get the prescription lenses on your, um, on your Ray-Ban stories. So walk through that with me. Like I go up to the Ray-Ban counter. I mean, like I ha- I need a prescription. Like what I know, I see like we have the photo of them where they're all like lined up on the wall, like a traditional like sh- Ray-Ban shopping experience. But then what happens? So the, the Ray-Ban experience, if you have a prescription, you're going to go straight to the Ray-Ban site and you're going to go through okay. their checkout flow and through their flow. So you're going to have to put your normal information plus your RX, your um. I'm probably saying this wrong, um, your prescription details into, mm-hmm. into, and I'm not saying wrong. I don't want to talk RX wrong. And maybe yeah, I'm saying RX. We wrong. get it. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. You're yeah. doing it right. Uh, from our perspective, we get you. Sure. You're going to go through your prescription and then that is going to actually, you're going to be able to check out through um, the Ray-Ban site and then they'll confirm your order and your details. And that at, at a later date, the product gets shipped to you. Okay. Uh, our associates are going to be there to help you, but they're, want to make sure that I say this, they're not going to get any credit card information. We're not going to run any, right. any, anything through our POS. It's going to be very on the user or on our guests to actually go through that process. So it's true guide shop. I'm going there to just experience the product, pick out the color of glasses that I want. And then everything from that point on is handled via the Ray-Ban site. Or you said there's Instagram checkout too. Instagram checkout for the non-prescription. And yeah. you're also going to go through the Ray-Ban handle. Okay. But for everything else, the Oculus and the portal, you can take that home with you that very day, traditional kind of checkout experience. Or is there anything, any new twists on the the purchasing of those that you guys have in the store? Or is it pretty, pretty standard checkout process? Pretty standard um, checkout process. You'll, you'll be able to also do endless aisle transactions. You'll also be able to do BOPUS and ROPUS. We're still working through um, details on um, the engineering side that we should see this month. Um, BOPUS, ROPUS, and endless aisle come to life. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, I got to get you out of here on this, Ann. What is, because we, you know, you're in inside, inside baseball, like I said in the beginning, you're like the inside man here. <laughs> What I'm curious, what is your favorite Oculus distraction? Like what, 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 when you got the quest on what, 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 what's occupying your time? Is it Beat Saber or, or what? So that, that is a very good question. And, um, I, I gotta say that there's a couple, not okay, just one. Awesome. Yeah. Um, when, when resident evil launched, um, last holiday, I, I spent definitely through my my, my vacation, a lot of time playing Resident Evil. It's, you get spooked, but it's pretty cool. Wow. Um, and I think what's been getting me really on is Supernatural. I think it's something that like uh, from an exercise perspective, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty cool. And also there's a new tennis, tennis VR. I've been, mm. I've been, I've been, I've been putting some work on that and it's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've been doing, so you're playing, do you play, you, you play with other people or you play like in, uh, with an animated like opponent? Like how's that work? You play with an animated opponent, but it can get pretty serious. <laughs> really? 
Wow. All right. Yeah. Well, you probably get the speed going in that. I bet. Imagine. Like, Why do people the in the surf. store play? I mean, it, I, I imagine I've done, I've done the yeah. supernatural like yeah. in a yeah. hotel room, but I mean, are people doing supernatural in the front of that giant curved screen? Yeah, that, that's people very good question. In front of the screen. Wow. So there is Beat Saber, there is Supernatural, there's Golf Plus, and there is um, VR, real VR fishing. Okay. And the cool part about it is that you can actually do it like with motion and standing up, but also you can all ha also have all those experiences seated on a, in a chair. Cool. Oh. Man, if you got virtual golf for your husband, I think you'd never oh see gosh. him again. Oh he my would be God. living at the Meta store with I, I Eduardo. Know, You'd have to employ him. I didn't know that was an option. Wow, that's crazy. Um, yeah, I'm down on the supernatural. That's that's kind of my my jam too. But all right, man. Well, hey, thanks for thanks for doing this with us today. It was really special to get to sit down with you and get kind of this inside walk through the store in terms of what you can expect if you if, if you go out there and god knows a lot of people in our industry you know get out to san francisco very often and if they haven't seen it i'm sure they're chomping a bit as are we to get out there and see everything you just described in real life so hey if people want to get in touch with you they want to learn more about the meta store in general uh what's the best way for them to do that i think um i think going through my linkedin channel and just DM um, direct messaging me. I'm very happy to respond and, and, and provide any context and I'm happy to help. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, Hey man, thanks for doing this again. That wraps us up. Uh, Meta's Eduardo Cruz. We appreciate you sitting down with us today. Thanks to all of you that joined us live on LinkedIn and happen to ask any questions on behalf of Eduardo and Anne and myself, as always, be careful out there. <laughs>